It's a new season of True Selfie, and listen, God is about to do a new thing in you and through you, so get ready. Over the next few weeks, we will be tackling some deep conversations about being used by God. Are we really where we're supposed to be in our relationship with Him? I don't know about you guys, but I want more. And if you're like me, then these next few episodes will completely wreck you like they've wrecked me. So we can laugh together. We can cry together. I don't care if we even point fingers at each other. We're going to have a good time, but I want to leave you with this verse. In Isaiah 43, it says, verse 19, look, I am about to do something new. Even now it is coming. Do you not see it? Indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. Listen, tune in, buckle up. Let's get ready to go. It's a new season of True Selfie. All right, welcome into True Selfie. It is Brooke, your host. I am so seriously so excited. Um, I have one of my awesome friends with me today. She is the very first person that's been on our podcast. And other than Jesse, I mean, we all love Jesse, but um, she's one of my really good friends. We've known each other for a really long time. Um, she has such a special place in my heart, and I'm so happy and honored that Hannah Richer is with me today. Hannah, say hi to all of our True Selfie fan. Hey, True Selfie fans. It's so awesome to be on here. So excited. Yes, I'm so <laughs> excited. When I was thinking about all of the people that I wanted to have on my podcast, I really did pray about it. And Hannah was one of those people that I'm like, she has to be on my podcast because once you hear Hannah, one, you're going to love her because she's like one of the sweetest persons in the entire world. But she has so much knowledge and wisdom about scripture She's one of those people that I will go to and ask for prayer, and she's just been like a really good friend. So I know if you don't know Hannah, um, you're going to hear her story, you're going to hear her talk, and you're just going to love her. And do you feel good now? I do. (laughs) She's a little nervous, but I told her, I'm like, it's going to be fine. I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to make you feel good. And then I'm going to say, okay, let's go. Yes. So um, we always do topics, and I'm going to let Hannah kind of open up, and she can share whatever you want about yourself or um, if you just want to dive into the topic for today. But we're going to talk about waiting, and waiting's a very hard thing. Yes. Yes, it's hard. Patience is one of the fruits of the Spirit, and I think that's one of the hardest ones, to be honest. It is. I don't have patience. I have kids and I don't have patience. Yes. I think that's one that God definitely loves to practice with us all the time. Yeah, I do agree. <laughs> and you don't have kids, but you're going to learn that kids are one of the things in your life that are going to make you like develop patience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. So tell me like something, is there a season in your life where you feel like, you know, God dealt with you with patience or in the season of waiting, is there a season that you feel like was part of that process of learning patience um honestly a whole lot but the first time that I really just in my development in a relationship with God the first time that I really learned what waiting was was when I graduated from high school and everybody gives in their insight of what college you need to go to you need to further your education And I had just been set free of a lot of things in my past at that time. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to grow in a a relationship with God. Um, And I felt like it was the first time I ever heard God say something to me personally 
of what to do with my life. And he told me to wait a year to do anything. And, and that's like the worst thing that someone out of college, that's like the most ambitious part of your like life. You know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yes. And then God's like, wait. And yeah. you're like, well, that's not fun. <laughs> Especially for people who don't like that idea of like waiting. Of waiting, yes. And so not only did it affect me, but also a lot of people who were mentors in my life, they wanted to see me do something like now. Yeah. And I just knew I had to wait on God. And then finally, almost an exact year later, somebody went to a conference Mm -hmm. for the ramp down in Alabama, but it was in Tennessee. They came back and they're like, hey, there's a school for this like church group Mm -hmm. you gotta check it out Mm -hmm. and so I was looking on Facebook of this ramp school of ministry Mm -hmm. in Hamilton Alabama a state I've never been to right I've never heard of these people right it's ran by Karen Wheaton and my mom was like how do you not know who that is (laughs) I know (laughs) she's like the legend of all like Christian everything And so I could hear like God almost cheering me on from the back saying, go, that's where I want, that's where you need to go. Like that's what I've been waiting for you to see and hear of where I want you to go next. And I was like, what? (laughs) That is so powerful. Um, You know, I think back to seasons in my life where I've been in seasons of waiting. And sometimes we think that like that waiting season is like not fun, but we have to understand like we can't be in a hurry for that good thing to happen. Like when God does something good, you don't want it like in a rush, you know, you don't want it just like thrown together. Like, Oh, let me just throw this out. Like God has this perfect thing for you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes he just needs to let you wait and sit until that perfect thing can come into, you know, into your life and the right season, the right time. So I love that. That's so, that's an awesome thing. Um, Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit more about what you want to talk about with waiting. I want to hear your heart and what your, you know, passions and sharing, you know, the season that you're in and the waiting time. Right. And I feel like we're always constantly in some form of waiting. I love that. And it's not even just like what reconsider a big decision in life, like what to do for college. Those of you who are graduating from high school right now and you're waiting to hear from God where you need to go right or just whatever that big life decision may be it could also be for things that to you might seem more minor I guess even Mm -hmm. um but God took me to the scripture in Isaiah 30 um in the message translation I really liked how it put it and it says um, in Isaiah 30, 18 through 22, I'm just going to go through like the beginning part of it, just in 18, where it says, but God's not finished. He's waiting around to be gracious to you. He's gathering strength to show mercy to you. God takes the time to do everything right. Everything. I love that. And it emphasizes everything twice yes. because literally everything God's timing looks so different from our It timing. really does. And you don't understand when people, like you don't understand that when people say that, oh, God's timing, you know, he's always on time. You know, you know, right. when, like in the church, we say like, 
um, what is that saying where they're like, God is always on time and you like repeat it. And I'm just like, you know, that's great. And, but until you actually understand his timing and until you walk through seasons of wait, you don't really grasp what that means. Like he is not in a hurry for you to think that what you're doing is, is not right. But his timing is where everything fits together perfectly. Everything just feels effortless. Yes. You know, you don't have to push. You don't have to try to get things. You know, I think about sometimes when people are waiting for their spouse or their marriage and you walk through this season as well, where you're waiting for that one person, you know, in your life. Yeah. And there are so many of my friends that are walking through that season now where they're just waiting for that, you know, one person and, and they're waiting and they're waiting and they think that, you know, just because it's not happening in their time that it's not ever going to happen, you know, but there's a time and a season. We find that in Ecclesiastes where there's a time for everything. Everything under God's timing has a purpose and it has a plan and we just have to trust him. And that's so Mm -hmm. hard to do when you're waiting. Yes. I remember whenever, um, I got this calling to wait a year. I also was in a relationship at the time Mm -hmm. with someone from high school and God also told me to end that. Which is hard. And I seriously thought that I was going to end up with that person right. for like ever. Mm-hmm. But I, <clears throat> excuse me, mm-hmm. I decided to just listen to God, even though that was so hard to do. Yeah. And I was like, well, when is that part of my life going to happen? I'm not like, you know, sure of how that's going to look for my life. And I waited for five years before God gave me anything else. And in that season, God also showed me that in that kind of waiting, that specific season of waiting is not like when you're sitting in a waiting room for the doctor. You're not just sitting there waiting for two hours. Like frustrated. Yeah. Like what are they doing in there? God (laughs) is giving you things to do in that season. I love that. And I heard from God saying that you need to learn to love me and be in a relationship with me mm-hmm. before you can be in a relationship with a man. And 100%. so that five years, I went to ministry school for three years and just learned how to love God right? and be in a relationship right? with him. And I was actually talking to my husband, Josh, about what we were going to talk about today. And he told me he was listening to a Kirk Franklin song. And and in the song, he said, God's not preparing it for you. He's preparing you you for it. it." And so in these seasons of waiting, no matter what it is, God has it ready for you, but he's preparing you for it. So before I even, I mean, I knew Josh for years before I married him. But I didn't know how to fully be in a godly relationship because mm-hmm. like That's so my good. parents were divorced and I didn't have a marriage example in the household. Right. Necessarily. That's good. My parents were still loving and everything, but I just didn't have that and I didn't know what a relationship Look looked like. like. Yeah. So God took that five years and gave me friendships. He taught me how to build in those levels of relationship with him. He learned, he had me learn what it was like to be friends with God, what it meant to be intimate with God and just 
care for him and be with him every day because I couldn't do that for a man if I couldn't do that with God first because that's such a strong foundation that you need to have in your relationship, in your marriage right? for it to work. Right. I was just talking to someone the other day about um, there were these two um, young girls, you know, both of them have gone through breakups and, you know, like you said, it's hard when you're like 19 or whatever and you're like, but God, I thought this was who I was going to be with forever. And they're like, somebody said something like marriage is, you know, you need someone that's 50, 50, it's a 50, 50 relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's a hundred, a hundred, like you both have to give a hundred percent. And like, because you listened to God and you obeyed God, you were able to get yourself to a hundred percent with God's help before you and Josh got married. But Jess and I, we were just like, you know, we, I mean, we love the Lord and we, you know, went to church and we, but we were bringing in a lot of baggage. We were bringing in a lot of half filled tanks. You know, we were bringing in 25% of me and him giving 25%. And that's just trying for the first really like five to six years of our marriage. We were like struggling, you know, because we didn't first allow God to get us to our fullest potential before we got into that marriage commitment. So we were trying to like figure out, you know, how am I going to, like, I need to grow in who I am and he's got to get to where he needs to be before we can come together. And when I see people that are, you know, single mamas or just like praying for their other person and I'm like, please like, listen to me. I didn't do it the right way. I'm like, please get yourself where God wants you to be. Know who you are, know your weaknesses, know yourself in and out, allow God to pull the things out of you because that other person is just going to highlight them so much more. We were just talking about that a few minutes ago about how fun it is to like call out our spouse's flaws. Nobody's going to be perfect. Right. So many girls are like, I got to wait for Mr. Right. Mr. Perfect. You're not perfect either. Like nobody's perfect. Nobody is perfect. And you're going to find that that person that you end up with is not even close to perfect. (laughs) Um, But I was thinking about the story of um, David and how, you know, people look at waiting as this, like you said, waiting room, like awful experience, but it's our training time. It's time for us to develop. It's time for us to grow. It's time for us to like really allow God to work out experiences for us that way when we get to that place when we get to the throne like David got to the throne he didn't get to the throne in a matter of like you know days or weeks it was years and God was preparing him and training him in every season of the of his life in order to get to that throne moment if he hadn't have gone through all of those experiences he would have been the most lousy king in the world you know but because he was patient in the waiting. And I love that, like your waiting room analogy. That was perfect. I think that's super powerful. Um, tell me what else you want to talk about. Cause I just, you just, oh, you're just downloading right. so much info and I love it. Um, there's just so many stories in the Bible that you can think about where, you know, different seasons of wait. Um, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. We were just at a, um, a show, like we went to a high school show and, um, I'm like, okay, so I'm just going to tell you how old I am. I'm 34. And we were, me and Hannah were just talking about like, after you have kids, your body just like, it just hurts. <laughs> like My back was hurting. We were in this. Okay. So we were in this long musical. Me and Kendall went one night. We were sitting in these seats 
and I am just like miserable. I'm like trying to enjoy the show. They did a great job, but I could not wait for the intermission because I just wanted to get up. I'm like, just my legs, my back. I'm like, my, I feel like my legs falling asleep. I kept like, you know, fidgeting. And so many times we look at waiting our seasons of wait as like an interruption and it's uncomfortable and it's uncomfortable, (laughs) you know, but it's a opportunity to take an intermission, you know, to get up, you know, to stretch out, you know, to refresh. Like I could Mm -hmm. not have sat there and enjoyed that rest, the like the second half of that show, if I wasn't able to get up and just like walk around, um, you know, take a breath of fresh air, get up and then come back. And now I'm focused, you know, and that's what waiting is like. It's let's just pause for a minute, you know, and let me refresh, let God do something in me, refuel me, let me get up, let me walk, let me stretch my back out. Like, and then when I come back to that moment and I can hit the play button, I'm more focused. I'm ready to like, listen, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to do whatever God wants me to do. Oh yeah. I mean, if you sit down, I mean, I started working in an office in January and if I sit, sit, like sit still for way yes. too long. I s- get up and I sound like a firecracker. <laughs> I know, right? And it's like if you have a goal, like for example, like um, what do you call them? Like heavy weight lifters oh, or people yeah. who work out for a living, like a trainer or something. Right. They have a goal. They have something that they're preparing for while they're waiting. That doesn't mean you're waiting like in a doctor's office because you wait for like two hours right, to meet with a doctor for five minutes. Right. But it's not like you're sitting there doing nothing. You're preparing. You're working yourself. You're doing all these things beforehand before you get to that place where you want to be mm-hmm. or where you know where you need to get. And I know a lot of times in these seasons of waiting, sometimes we don't see fully what that is and my goodness it is so much better mm-hmm. when it's what god wants mm-hmm. and another scripture that i had was in psalm 37 4 through 11 where it says take delight in the lord and he will give you your heart's desires commit everything you do to the lord trust him and he will help you He will make your innocence radiate like the dawn and the justice of your cause will shine like no, like noonday sun, but be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Cause a lot of times when we have like the goal of what we're waiting for, Mm -hmm. when your desires also line up with what God wants for your life, I mean, it says in his word, he's going to give it to you. Right, right. He's not going to withhold it. But it's telling you to wait patiently. Mm -hmm. And like we said at the beginning, like that's a fruit of the spirit. That's something that we automatically have to produce as a Christian, as someone who's following and going after God. Right. And it's not, those fruits of the spirit are something that we don't possess naturally. Yeah. You know, like in our flesh. It's something that the Holy Spirit has to produce. And the only way he's going to produce that is if you're waiting with God and allowing him to make those things 
come forth through you. Um, I think about the verse of Jeremiah 29, 11, like we cite, <laughs> recite all the time in kids church. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, for the thoughts I have towards you, you know, are good to give you a hope and a future. Like God wants to give you a good life. He wants mm-hmm. you to be successful. He wants you to have, you know, the best of the best. He wants you to live a victorious life. So why is it so hard for us? You know, when we're waiting, you know, it's a hard thing when we know God wants the best for us. We, it's not like we have a heavenly father that's like, mm, I'm just going to give you leftovers. Like, yeah. <laughs> but in those moments, it's hard to see it. You know, it's hard mm. to see it when you were waiting because we don't see that bigger picture. Like you were saying, it's just a hard thing. It is. I think it's just because we're impatient kids. Mm-hmm. We're impatient children of God. We're like toddlers. Like <laughs> he has the Christmas present in the closet. I know. You know it's there. I know. I knew where my mom hid our Christmas. I did presents. too. I even looked. Yeah, <laughs> she would give us one early every year. Oh yeah, <laughs> so would my mom. That's so funny. But he has these things for us. He has these presents. He has these wonderful things for our lives. And we know it's coming, mm-hmm. but we get so impatient. We're like, if we could just have it now or people who are waiting for healing, mm-hmm. if I could just be healed now, mm-hmm. but I can't tell you how many stories I have heard of people waiting for healings or breakthrough and healings in their life that waited 10, 20 years mm-hmm. for a healing to happen and Um, Miss Karen Wheaton at the ramp, she had this quote that I love all the time that God misses a lot of opportunities for those suddenly moments, like right now, it happens right now. Right. But she said, if it weren't for those times where we have to wait so long, would our faith in God have been grown? Right. Would it be as strong if we wouldn't have waited? Mm Mm-hmm. That whole time, if he would have given it to us when we asked for it right then and there. Right. Yeah, it wouldn't. Yeah. Like, you may go to your parent and ask for, you know, can I have this for my birthday? Your birthday is, it was like a week ago. You have a whole nother year before (laughs) your birthday. (laughs) And then your parent waits to give you that on your birthday. Yeah, that's so good. I like that. I was looking at one of the verses that I had highlighted, and it says um, in Psalms 27, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord Mm -hmm. in the land of the living. We just have to remember that in those waiting room moments or in those... um, I think sometimes with like, for me, like when I look back, cause I've, I'm one of those big ambitious dreamers, you know, I just dream big. I just, mm-hmm. I just see so much, you know? And for me, when I find myself in seasons of waiting, it's like, I do get impatient, but sometimes I, I lose hope or I, I think that they're, they're too big, you know, or I don't see how like that's going to happen because of all of these other things that aren't happening. And, um, I get discouraged and I think that's what happens a lot of times when we're waiting is we get discouraged because we're not seeing it happen so quickly. Um, but it says right there, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness. It all stems from faith. You know, it all stems from believing that God wants to give you that good and perfect thing. 
And we have to have waiting moments, waiting years, (laughs) (laughs) waiting decades uh, for our faith to grow, you know, Mm -hmm. and we're not going to, I always hear people say like, we're not going to, if God gave us everything, we wouldn't need him, you know? Yeah. And that's so true. That's exactly what you're saying. If God gave us everything that we wanted when we wanted it, would we even spend time with him? You know, right. would we even pray? Would we even talk to him? You know, that's such good things. Is there anything else that it's on your heart that you want to talk about? I just, I love that you're on here with me. It's so fun to have like an actual girlfriend in here and not like yes. Jesse and his like, <laughs> um, I don't know. He's got, he's a man. So his like thought process is obviously different from ours, yes. but we're like, Oh, we're like giggling and laughing. <laughs> Me and him are just like right. looking at each other. Like, <laughs> I mean, the men can still learn yes. from what we have to say today. Absolutely. Like, you know, for like, for example, the whole spouse thing, like, yes, girls imagine who they're going to marry when they're like five and they're yeah. <laughs> creating scrapbooks of what their wedding is going to look like. But men, be they can be like that, too. Mm-hmm. You know, some men really just want a good woman of God mm-hmm. who's not all in what this world is saying for women to be mm-hmm. when you really just need to go into the word and... I look back at my notes and it says also in seasons of waiting, like, are you having dreams? Are you having visions? Are you having prophetic words? Are you having confirmation? In these seasons of waiting, you need to pray, 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 pray. Mm-hmm. You need to spend that time with God. And it's just so, so important to just build that relationship with God. So even with the men. Mm-hmm. have a relationship with God. What does it look like mm-hmm. to be a man of God of the house? Mm-hmm. You know, prepare yourself for your duties so that you can be that role going into it. Are you going to get it right every time and be perfect? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> but it's so vitally important. I can't tell you how many um books how many videos i watched of relationships and what it meant to be a wife to a godly man no matter the situation right what's going on even though i prepared in so many ways hopping into it i still am working on things i'm still not perfect Mm -hmm. but having my heart and my mindset and my spirit in the right place has helped so so much and that's with any aspect as well if you're waiting ministry wise or um, anything like that God's going to prepare you in those areas of ministry and some of it's going to be hard Um, even if you're waiting for things like breakthroughs at work because I know working in the world can be such a struggle and you're just praying every day you're like I can't take it with these co-workers anymore (laughs) (laughs) I have been there stretching my spirit and I need help God he's gonna give you patience to work with those people he's gonna give you this waiting season for things to happen to just grow you closer to him closer to who he has called you to be I was just thinking about um I think one of, because we see like 
waiting a lot of times in the Bible and like Psalms, like, cause David's always talking about like waiting and, you know, mm-hmm. he's just going through all of just the crazy life that David had, you know, yes. there's just so much craziness. Um, when people are like, I don't know how you read the Bible. It's so boring. I'm like, have you read the Bible? <laughs> like there's so much stuff in there. That's like, <laughs> what they did? What, <laughs> you know yes. what I mean? <laughs> um, but I think as you're saying, like God, it's a, pre- it's like a preparation time. Like we talked about, like, that's where we gain, um, just training and, and developing and preparing ourselves, you know, for, for our spouse, if we're waiting for that or whatever you're, you know, preparing for it, it's definitely not a place to just sit and hang out and just say like, God, when you move, I guess I'll go. It's an action. Waiting is, is an action time for you to do action things. Mm-hmm. And I think also it's, a time where we gain confidence, you know, it's a time where we're figuring out who we are or we're allowing God to work on us. And in that process, we build our confidence. You know, when David went to slay the giant, you know, he came out there with confidence, you know, and the only reason he had confidence was because he had experiences prior when he was in his waiting season and he was killing, you know, animals and, and that is those experiences. He gained his confidence. He didn't go out there to a giant and like shaken and like, you know, cause he's never done it before. He was like, mm-hmm. I got this guy's like, I can kill that guy. Like no problem, yeah. you know? And it's because he had experiences where he gained confidence in his ability and in the skills and in the things that he had in his hands um, he used those action, you know, the things that you you have, you have to use them. You have to be action oriented to make that happen. But his confidence came from that. Um, if he never would have, if he never would have been a sheep tender or whatever they call him, a shepherd, they call him a shepherd. Yeah. I think it's <laughs> like a shepherd. A sheep tender. <laughs> um, but if he never would have been killing bears and tending his sheep, he would not have the confidence to be able to be like that giant. Psh, I got that. Yeah. You know, and that only comes from God and spending time with God. Mm-hmm. So, um, we gain confidence in that moment, in those moments too. So good. I love it so much. <laughs> I love it. I love having you on H- Hannah. We're going to have to do this again. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Did you have fun? I did. Okay. Are this you just saying fun. that on the air? No. Okay. <laughs> do you know what we need? We need like an on air button. We're yes. like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> When they're like, and you're on, and then you see the little on here light up. Like a radio station. Yeah. yeah. We need to get one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much. I had so much fun. I hope you had fun. Any last minute remarks that you want to say or um, before we hop out? I don't think so. Just, okay. you know, trusting God. Yeah. Do everything wholeheartedly. And just be obedient. Yep. Don't try to go and do what other people are saying that you need to do because it might steer you off of what God wants you to do. Yep. He will give you people that will help guide you in mm-hmm. those times too. Mm-hmm. But just make sure that you're ultimately listening to God the to whole him. time. Yep. Because yeah. there are sometimes we give other people access who aren't spiritually connected. Yeah. You know, there are people who we give access to speak into our lives who aren't spiritually connected to the one that we need to get like our whole access from and our whole, um, spiritual, you know, guidance from. 
Um, so be careful who you're listening to and make sure that it's in line with what God has already promised to you. Because when God promises us stuff, it's going to happen. Yes. It always does. So, um, thanks for joining us. I will, you pray us out. Yeah. Yay. All right, God, we just thank you so much for giving us these seasons of waiting. God, I pray that we appreciate more your seasons of waiting. And I pray that we just grow closer to you and have more trust and faith in you in these seasons of waiting, no matter what that situation is. I pray that there's peace and hope in everyone's heart who is in that season. And I thank you for the amazing things that you have planned for our lives and the things you're going to do. And I can't wait to see what happens. Thank you, God. Amen. Thank you guys for listening. Share this with a friend. Um, And then when you see Hannah, if you know her, make sure you tell her she did a great job and encourage her because she is the bomb and she's one of my best friends. And so I'm just so happy that she joined us today. So share this with someone and I will see you guys next week. True Selfie fam, it is Brooke, and I just wanted to take a minute and thank you so much for listening to our episode today. I wanted to let you know that there are plenty of ways that you can support this podcast. What you just did right now is supporting it just by listening, and I just want to say I appreciate your listen. But there are other ways to support by sharing on your social media platforms, leaving a star or review from wherever you are listening from, or you can financially support, whether it be through clicking the more featured tab, you'll see a link that says support this podcast and that gives you the flexibility to do small monthly contributions. That's right, as little as 99 cents. And you can also support through my website. It's brookgunther.com by clicking the donate tab where you can do one-time contributions or monthly contributions um, that are accepted through PayPal or you can use your debit or credit card. However you support, I just want you to know that I appreciate you.